We're so excited to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on one of our favorites, a very good friend of the program. He is Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer, and he's kind enough to join us here on the show today. Justin, how is uh, your Tuesday treating you, sir? Uh, it can't be Tuesday. This has to be at least like Friday. Uh, <laughs> there is, there is, there's no way that this is just Tuesday. <laughs> the last busy day that you remember before yesterday, like, is there a day that comes to mind that was as busy or did yesterday just top all of that with the news that was breaking? You know, yesterday topped it. Cause you know, you have covered coach firings in the past. I've coach, covered coach hirings in the past. I've never done a firing and a hiring in the same day never have done that at any point in my career so yeah super busy day yesterday um but uh yeah uh, a whole lot's kind of happened here over the last 24 48 hours and um i'm very interested to see kind of what auburn does next from from you know what they've got set up right now makes content a little bit easier in terms of ideas yeah. to be there i would imagine and also there's got to be a, a little bit of a um a, a sense that you at least know Ferg, that you uh, won't have this happen again anytime soon because you're not going to see another firing and hiring in the same day. One would think uh, for for several years at least. So at least you've got that going for you now that you've put yesterday in your rearview mirror. Yeah, pretty busy day yesterday. A lot of stuff. I mean, we did two podcasts yesterday. Um, we wow. did. I had a, a newsletter at um, you know on John Cohen and Brian Harson kind of go up at the you know kind of a combo newsletter that went up yesterday. Then did a uh, did a story today, um, breaking down 21 different uh, head coaching candidates for Auburn uh, moving forward. So it's it's been a pretty busy day, but I mean that's that's these are the kind of days that you know you really have to go to work. And um, you know these are the days where you feel like you're actually working hard because most of the time it feels like you don't have a real job. You know these these last couple of days have kind of kind of swung that in in the other direction. So fascinating. 21 candidates folks can go read about at the Auburn Observer for this head coaching job. How many of those, Ferg, were, were just really easy? Like, this is the name that's been out there and that sort of thing. And then where did those other names, uh, how, like, how did you put all the thoughts together there, I'm asking? Yeah, I mean, my top three candidates that you can go and check out, my top three is a pretty consistent top three that I have heard you know, honestly, before Brian Harson was was even fired, those were three <laughs> Isn't names that, that wild? kind of yeah. kind of kind of stood out and continued to stand out. So there's about four or five after that that have been mentioned a lot in the last 24 hours. I have my doubts and I have my um, you know kind of just questions about you know the, each of these people's fit and just all that. Where I feel like the top three kind of all have something kind of separate themselves. And then the rest, I mean, there's there's about 13 or 14 on there, me just spitballing, just like, just saying like, hey, this is a name that makes sense. This is a name that makes sense. And they range from sitting head coaches to guys who are currently position coaches elsewhere and, and a couple of NFL names as well. So, I mean, it's like, you know, there's a whole lot of, uh, of speculation. And so just try to have fun with it, try to do something a little different. Uh, so you can go to the Observer and check that out. I got uh, names that you should hear about from Auburn. Uh, in the coach and search names that you will hear about and the names you might hear about uh, in the future and but like i said the my top three has been pretty consistent and if you had asked me my top three a month ago it probably would have been the same as it was yesterday yeah it's the three that we've been talking about i would imagine with the likes of uh, lane kiffin deon sanders hugh freeze there in the mix hugh freeze uh, betting favorites right now in, in las vegas to be that next head football coach for Auburn, why do you think there's so much momentum, at least out west, in, in terms of Hugh Freeze being the next guy for Auburn? 
Well, I'm going to correct you there because my top three is not that top. Okay, Lane correct Kiffin, me then. Lane, yeah, Lane Kiffin is the number one, in my opinion, for Auburn. But my other two are not Deion Sanders and uh, Hugh Freeze. Although, those are two names that are going to get a ton of attention. And, and I mean, both of them, you know, they make sense. You know, Deion's going to get a link to every job, a big job, because of the work he's done at Jackson State. He's going to be an ace recruiter. Obviously, there's, there's a lot to like there. Hugh Freeze, I really question the Hugh Freeze connection. Just because this is a man who last week signed a $40 million fully guaranteed extension with Liberty, I don't know if you do that if you think that you have a chance at the Auburn job. I don't know how seriously Auburn would consider you Freeze as a candidate. And so I think it's easy. I think it's an easy thing because that's been the narrative for years now. It's like, well, Auburn will go after Hugh Freeze. That's what they did in the last cycle. It did not happen. I'm not surprised it's happening again. Um, So, yeah, I'm just – to me, I'm like – I look at it and say – you know, I'm not. I don't doubt that Hugh Freeze would take this job or would even want this job. I, I think those two things are true. I don't know how much the interest is going to be there from Auburn uh, because Hugh Freeze comes with a ton of baggage. Dion, you know, you you have the excitement, you have the hype, you have the recruiting, um, but you know, he's also only been a college coach for now three years of any level and any kind. Um, so it's it's a huge get at risk. I mean, that is the big like the biggest gamble I, I wrote today. That's the biggest gamble you can make with a head coach. And the thing about a big, a big gamble is it can, if it pays off, you hit huge. If not, I mean, it could go pretty sideways, and I, and I feel like that's kind of the Dion situation. So those three names I presented then are, are, are the top names in terms of betting odds there in yeah, Las right. Vegas, which you obviously uh, are, are way beyond that. That's what we've uh, grown <laughs> to love about Justin Ferguson. So Lane Kiffin then in particular, why Kiffin yeah. is this? Uh, I mean, could you see a world in which he is the next Auburn football head coach? What's it going to take or what have to happen for him to be the next guy? I think it's going to have to take a lot of money. They're going to have to pay him more than he does at Ole Miss. But I do think there is real interest from Auburn in Lane Kiffin. And I, I would not be surprised if there was interest from Lane Kiffin in Auburn if that opportunity arose. Um, I think there is a ceiling of what Lane Kiffin is accomplishing at Ole Miss. He's about to have double-digit win seasons in back-to-back years at Ole Miss. The last time that happened at Ole Miss, 1960 and 1961. This is a place where it is really, really tough to compete. Auburn has more resources. Auburn has more money. Auburn has more fan support. I mean, it's just everything's bigger when it comes to Auburn as a football program, and I think he can compete more. It's just going to be a down to a decision for Lane Kiffin if it presents itself is, do I want to become a god in Oxford, Mississippi, or do I want to have a chance to compete for a championship again? Because I think that's going to be the the, the real question he's got to ask himself because Auburn has more potential for that. I think Lane's the number one candidate for Auburn, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lane – with the here Auburn now, but it's going to take a lot of money uh, because he is getting paid handsomely at Ole Miss, and I think that's going to kind of be the step up. But he's the number one candidate, and I think he's the number one candidate in terms of you know what you would see uh, as a you know checking all the boxes. Uh, this is a guy that is a dynamic offensive mind. He's one of the best offensive minds in college football. Um, he's worked the portal, the transfer portal, better than anybody else in the country. That's something that Auburn's going to really need these next couple cycles because of their recruiting misses. It's also a splash name with SEC experience. Auburn went out and got a sitting AD and uh, SEC AD and John Cohen this weekend, and and paid a lot of money for it. To me, that was a signal that experience in the league is going to be at a premium uh, with with Auburn moving forward, and I think that includes uh, the coaching staff. So, um, yeah, to me, Lane checks all the boxes. It's I think it'll ultimately come down to if Lane wants to leave a really good situation uh, at Ole Miss for a potentially better one in Auburn. 
and Ferg with the new AD hire of John Cohen. Obviously, the back background to this is that he was AD in a state where Lane Kiffin was obviously a head coach. Does that play into your mind at all? Or if not, uh, I mean, with what we do know from John Cohen at Mississippi State, what what will he be looking at in terms of this hire? Yeah, so John Cohen, I think, is, is an interesting case because he is somebody who has um, made a couple of hires, both of them kind of outside the box. I don't think people are expecting Mike Leach or Joe Moorhead to be uh, Mississippi State's head coach, but I think those were two good hires for what Mississippi State is and what they can accomplish. Moorhead obviously wasn't a fit, but I think Leach is, as you know, is, is kind of what what Mississippi State is going to have moving forward. So, if it is an outside the box candidate, if it's not somebody we're talking about today, I wouldn't be surprised just because that's kind of the track record we've seen uh, with John Cohen. The fact that he's from Mississippi and the fact that he's a Mississippi State AD. It's interesting. Part of the thing that that uh, people thought about over the weekend is that Mississippi State gave him a four-year deal. Um, that's the maximum amount of years you can give a, a state employee by law in the state of Mississippi. Uh, that's the same thing for Lane Kiffin. The Auburn could offer more money and a longer contract uh, than uh, Ole Miss can, and I think that's part of what, what appealed to John Cohen coming to Auburn, and he's getting paid. Uh, reportedly a significantly higher amount than he was getting paid at Mississippi State. So it's interesting. It, it is really interesting because I don't. I would not rule out the fact that since he's the Mississippi State AD that he wouldn't hire the Ole Miss head coach. In fact, I think that there's there might be some parallels there that could work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating uh, it's a fascinating dynamic. I, I just think Auburn is in a, in, a, in a spot where they could potentially poach a couple of sitting people in the SEC to go move forward from the era that they just came out of with Alan Green and Brian Harson, who on paper made sense as hires, but they didn't have big time experience in the league in their current in their respective positions. And I think that stood out. And, and so, Ferg, as we transition away from the Brian Harson era, obviously everything went wrong and, and nothing really uh, can be redeeming out of the last year and a half, I feel. Uh, so of all the things that are broken or are struggling right now with the football program, for the next head coach, what is the most important thing to get right? Uh, bring a talent acquisition. It's all about getting the dudes. Auburn has regressed on, off the field in recruiting the last two cycles and will probably do so again in this cycle to a degree where if they want to consistently compete with the likes of Alabama and Georgia and LSU and Texas A&M and other teams in the SEC, they absolutely have to get a guy that can land the recruits. And that's going to be a big thing. That's where I think, you know, obviously it's where the Dion interest makes a lot of sense or at least the excitement level from Auburn fans. It is also, honestly, why I'm not 100% sold on a, on, on, a, on a guy like Matt Rule, just because it's like where the recruiting chops, like he hasn't had to do that at this level. And I think that's going to be very important. It's why a guy like Lane Kiffin makes sense. It's why a couple of guys, the other two candidates, by the way, that I have above the rest of the pack with Lane Kiffin, kind of two and three in some order, are two guys that know Auburn and know the SEC and are not head coaches, but make a lot of sense. Uh, and, and there are people that people around Auburn have already been talking about, and that's Jeff Grimes, the Baylor offensive coordinator, and Charles Kelly, the co-defensive coordinator at Alabama, who once played at Auburn. Those two guys, in particular, are dudes that have recruiting background. They know Auburn. They've been at. They've either coached at Auburn or played at Auburn. 
um, and just know what it takes to succeed at a high level and what this place could look like when it's really clicking. Um, and recruiting is a big thing. Jeff Grimes has done a great job recruiting at BYU and now at Baylor. He was awesome at Auburn on offensive line recruiting, LSU, all that good stuff. Charles Kelly is a killer on the recruiting trail. Um, you go look it up. Man has like uh, like over a half a dozen five stars and nearly 44 stars to his name <laughs> as a recruiter on, on, on 247. So I think it's got to be something along those lines, and that's where Lane makes sense. And honestly, without the SEC experience, that's where a guy like Dion also makes sense here. Um, so, yeah, I, I, talent acquisition, it's, it's the primary thing. You can be a smart guy. You can be a good football coach, X's and O's. I think Brian Harson is still a good football coach. But they were not getting the dudes, and they were actually losing dudes more than they were getting dudes. And like in this league, if you ain't got the guys, you ain't gonna hang. I mean, this is just that—that's the—that's the reality of the situation. I'm not saying Auburn's got to recruit like Alabama and Georgia. They got to get a whole lot closer than where they're at right now, though. Follow Justin Ferguson on Twitter at jfergusonau. So uh, we mentioned here we are November first. Brian Harson has been fired. Auburn now tries to find who their next head football coach could be. Still with four games left on the schedule, and Cadillac Williams takes over as the interim head coach for Auburn. So uh, with Auburn right now, Fer, given that they've got the, the three wins on the year that they do have, if you were to throw out a percentage that Auburn can make it to a bowl game, what would it be at this point? Uh, I would give it something like a 20% chance. 20, okay. 25. Yeah, it, not high. You're going to have to beat State this weekend, which is not impossible. And you're going to have to beat Texas A&M at home next weekend. Again, not impossible. But putting them back-to-back would be tough with as much turnover as this team's had. Just with the play they've been to, like, you know, firing Brian Harson is not going to solve all your problems, right? This, this team still has issues. And I, I think the one thing to keep in mind is that interims have been really good in college football this year. So keep an eye on that this weekend against Auburn and Mississippi State. Just telling you, you yeah. can get Auburn as a 13-and-a-half-point dog uh, right now. I'm not saying they went out right, but you, you might be a little bit interested in that. Um, I, I think they can get better. I think they can be a little more prepared, have a little bit more of an edge. I think the crowd's definitely going to be better next Saturday night against the A&M game because of this. But it's like, I, I don't know. I, I really, really don't know because I think Mississippi State and A&M, especially State, has been a little bit more consistent this season with their performances. Um, and then A&M, you know, A&M's a mess right now and Auburn's at home, and that could just be a really ugly just like slap slap fight uh, on, on, uh, on next Saturday night. But – I just think it's low. I mean, it's, it's kind of with the way I felt about the Arkansas game last week. It's like you can see where Auburn can hang and be competitive, but you're asking an offense that has not been consistent this season to be consistent, and you're asking a defense that has regressed to magically just start playing better. Um, maybe you get a win out of that, but it's going to be hard for me to see going back-to-back. But who knows? We'll see. I mean, the interim magic is definitely real in college football this year. It's the Auburn Observer, and we're chatting with Justin Ferguson. You could support the Auburn Observer by uh, subscribing to his awesome work. $6 a month or $60 a year. I still have those numbers right, Ferg, correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. Make sure you go and uh, support everything he's got going on. What does the rest of the week look like for then for you, brother? Because there is so much uh, content opportunities out there. Well, I mean, we just got done... I mean, I just left Auburn basketball practice. We talked to Bruce Pearl and Wendell Green Jr. and Chris Moore. Auburn's got an exhibition tomorrow night. 
So I have coverage of that. I have a preview up tomorrow at the Observer. I have coverage of that. We'll do a podcast as well uh, that will come out uh, on Friday. Mailbag, if you have any questions about Auburn football or basketball, you can send it to me. And then I'll be you know, heading to, to Starkville to cover the game this weekend. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. We might get an introductory press conference from John Cohen at some point. Might hear some something from Cadillac at some point as, as the new interim. There's going to be a ton of stuff going on right now. And I mean, I, there literally has not been a better time to subscribe to what we've got going on because there's a ton. And so every time you, know, you subscribe, everything we do gets sent to your inbox, whether it's a podcast or a newsletter. Like I said, we did two podcasts here about Brian Harson, a premium. All, you have to subscribe to listen to it. We talk a lot about coaching candidates and what's going on moving forward. Uh, you can read my coaching candidates list if you're a subscriber. You can read my, um, my, my newsletter from yesterday on Cohen and Harson. That's free. Anybody can check it out. So go to auburnobserver.com, click on it, uh, and then there will be plenty of links in there for you to sign up. Got a bunch of people sign up today and yesterday. Um, you know, this is, this, is the, this is the time of year you're going to want to jump on That's it. Awesome. Because between football and what we're about to get with Auburn basketball, um, there's going to be a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, Ryan's heading to the Golden State Warriors game on Thursday. Any messaging that you would like for him to pass along to those guys? It's just, can, can, can someone other than Steph play well like for a game? Like, oh, we just need, like This team is built to have multiple guys step up. It's very similar to this Auburn basketball team this year where it's like you, if one guy goes down, you can feel like a couple other can pick him up and you'll be fine. But it's just too often this team has kind of looked flat on offense where it's like if a couple of guys are having a bad game, it's, you're looking around trying to figure out like who's going to be better uh, you know, and, and overcome that. So um, it's early. It's super early. I mean, everybody thought the Warriors were kind of trash last season. They won the title. I, I'm not worried. But it's just, you know, for right now, early season to kind of keep it going to maximize uh, what you got with the new pieces and some of the young guys' development, and to get just in a good groove when the games get really serious. I just, I just want to see a little bit more balance. I want to see a little bit more balance. It can't all just be Steph and Jordan Poole uh, going off on random nights. I'd also like to see a little defense because they're like 22nd in defensive rating or something like that. Yeah, it's really weird. It's <laughs> really weird. They should be a lot better at that. So, but yeah, going down to Orlando to see them on Thursday. Orlando uh, decidedly cheaper to go to than Atlanta for the Warriors yeah. game. So, yeah, the Trey. I mean, the time I've seen, the time I watched, the couple of times I watched the Warriors play in Atlanta, it was obscenely expensive to sit in the nosebleed. And that was pre Trey Young, you know, pre Dejounte Murray, like pre like this version of the Hawks being pretty good. Um, and Orlando's interesting, man. Like, Bancaro's had a great start to his career. Um, they're an interesting little feisty team that I think they're going to have the perfect tank job this year where they're going to be a team that's, like, going to lose a lot of games, but they're going to do just enough to keep themselves interesting. So that's always a fun team to watch. As you know, he's also a, a season ticket member for – or holder, I should say, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he'll be seeing Tom Brady play on Thursday. Any messaging that he should pass along there? Um, it's hilarious that they're that the Falcons are leading the NFC South right now. Um, <laughs> keep that up. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, just any messaging. Like, I don't care about the Bucks. I don't care about their if they're successful or not. I, I just think it's personally funny that Tom Brady ruined his life and his family um, to you know score nine <laughs> points in a game against you know a, a team that doesn't have a quarterback. Like that. That to me is hilarious. Um, you know, I'm sorry it's coming at Ryan's team's expense. But you made a deal with the devil, so just 
you know, you gotta you gotta live with the consequences. Uh, do you want to say anything there, Ryan? No. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's also awesome. it's nothing personal against the Bucks. Sure, I know, I know. Yeah, uh, it's more of Tom Brady. I will be uh I will be at the Lions game on Sunday. <laughs> um, any <Why>? any <laughs> as any good human would ask. Um, do you remember Michael Pelfrey? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Britt yeah, Bowen and I, he is, yes. Yeah. So, he yeah, is, yeah. he's Literally. way up there in their scouting department. Yeah. Uh, that guy keeps making amazing moves. So, he uh, he is hosting Britt Bowen and I this weekend. Uh, nice. So, we're going up Here's there to, to the Packers. Oh, they might win that game. <laughs> so that uh, is a really sad NFC North game. Yes, that is indeed, <laughs> and um, that's what I'll be doing. And Monday's my birthday, so it's it's going to be a whole ordeal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, everybody have fun. I'm going to go to Starfield, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like for Auburn to win, you know, if, if uh, I know that you don't necessarily have any impact on whether or not that happens. but I just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've learned enough in life that a Mike Leeds team can lose to anybody at any given moment, so I'm not going to rule it out. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, 13 and a half is a lot for a team that's got an interim. I'm just saying. Do you like the Davis Wade press box? Uh, it has been so long since I've been in there that I'm trying to remember. It was one of the few ones that was open. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you heard a lot of cowbell. Yeah, we'll ask next week. We'll ask it's next open week. Open air, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll enjoy open air. Okay. I'll always awesome. enjoy open air. I hope the food spreads great for you as well. Oh, you get the ice cream in Mississippi State. That's <laughs> You're prepared, Ferg. Be yeah. well. Have a great week ahead, and we'll talk next week. Okay. All right. All right, that's Justin Ferguson joining us on the program.